0: We've only just. We- we-
1: sh- <foot humming> Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to A Living Color Abroad. I'm your host, Angel Rodriguez. And on this episode, you'll be listening to Gabe and Kiss, who are an expat couple here in Costa Rica. So, in this episode, they're going to talk to us about how they met as colleagues in Colombia and began dating when they decided they would get serious and then move abroad again to costa rica and now they have future plans to move again to this time taiwan and they take us through all the ins and outs of an expat relationship what makes it difficult why it moves a little bit faster than maybe domestic relationships and advice for all of you out there that might want to be an expat and then date another expat. Hope you enjoy. This is In Living Color Abroad. All right, Gabe and Kiss. Welcome to In Living Color Abroad. How you guys doing? (laughs) Hi. I'm
2: nervous.
0: Doing well, doing well.
1: Excited! Excited. Okay, games not never Games like I'm a pro. I did this already on Instagram Live. For those that are listening, check out the Columbia episode on Instagram Live. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna get right to it. So let's start off. Please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, Kiss. You can go first.
0: Hi everyone. My name is Kissman Caminero. I'm a native New Yorker, New York City represent. Whoop, whoop. Uh, my parents are from the Dominican Republic. Whoop, whoop. And <laughs> family... <laughs> Currently living in Costa Rica. I used to live in Colombia before this, and before that, I was in New York. Oh, and I'm a teacher. Yes, I am a teacher. Dope,
2: dope. Uh, what's going on, everybody? My name is Gabe Castro, uh, native Connecticut Con- Norwalkian, uh, two hundred three, unofficial six borough of New York. Uh,
1: <laughs> really? How did know? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm uh, of Colombian and Puerto Rican descent. Uh, I'm also a, a teacher. That teach math. Uh, Love running, walks on the beach, sunsets.
1: All right, so let's get right to it. Obviously, this is about you guys being a couple abroad. So how did you guys meet? How did that, How did that happen? Tell us the story. So we both were living abroad
2: in different places. I was in Puerto Rico. Kiss was in Bucaramanga in Colombia. And when we were uh, going into the school that had hired the two of us, we had to actually fill out a, uh, a Google... Like a google doc with a picture and <laughs> and a little description about ourselves similar to the description that i just gave i'll put, I'll put a little <laughs> i'll put a little something there and uh and i'm not gonna lie i mean i feel like when you go into a new place um, at the time as a single man you know you try to you, you you look through everybody's pictures you try to scope everybody get a read on them see how what the vibe is gonna be like and I remember first time I saw Kiss's picture, I stopped and I and I scrutinized that profile a little bit in further detail. No, no. And
1: uh, do you want to describe that detail you scrutinized it? No, I, I
2: was just I was I was truly intrigued. I was truly intrigued. Um, I knew it was you know New Yorker, mm-hmm. my area, Latina, um, and I knew at the very least I feel like just reading off that description that 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 was someone who I wanted to connect with very early on.
1: That's dope. Kiss, how about for you? Same thing?
0: Yeah, I guess that's how we first met each other in some weird virtual world kind of thing. But um, we met each other in person when we got to Medellin, Colombia, which is where we both, um, we both worked there. And um, we met at the airport and gave ignored me on the flight the entire time <laughs> but we obviously knew who each other were because we had seen each other's pictures. right 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 and then when they went to pick us all up it was a huge group of us that got there the same day and so we kind of all met outside got and you. he was the loudest person there so it's hard to kind of like <laughs>
1: <know>. <laughs> he's louder than you a fellow dominican that's that's just crazy <laughs>
2: he's so loud you gotta you gotta bring the energy you gotta bring the energy right right
1: right were you trying to impress or was that was just that was just you, Gabe? <laughs> no unfortunately that's just me um, i'm actually i'm actually uh uh i consider myself a bit shyer but when um when put under the pressure of strangers right, I think right
2: my my nervous my nervousness turns into being loud and 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 almost, I'm not gonna lie a little bit obnoxious but uh but definitely loud mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I mean, I think I would definitely describe Gabe as definitely like more extroverted, and you kiss uh, more introverted, definitely. And for them for some context, uh, for those that are listening, how I like know Gabe and Kiss. Gabe is my colleague here in Costa Rica, and Kiss is obviously his girlfriend. So they live uh, near where I live, and we hang out a lot. And they're really cool vibes, my age. So again, when you're expats and you meet other expats. That um move to the same place where you're at. Again, you look at their profile, like you said, Gabe. I'm like, oh, this this dude's a young cat, my age, Latino, and that's all that so he was his girl. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's Dominican, I'm Dominican from New York, even better. So it was like a, an immediate, immediate like click and connection there, which is pretty dope. So let's go back, let's go back a little bit. So Kiss, when you saw Gabe, do you think, oh, this guy's a cute guy, or you're like, oh, this is just uh, <laughs> this is my colleague, you know? Like this is like, oh sorry, this is whatever. <laughs>
0: Him on the dating do- Google Doc or when I saw
1: him in person, what do you mean? The, the, the dating is it was a dating Google Doc? It was like, it was like a... okay, I was saying, I'm like, damn, they really setting you up at that school. No, 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 it wasn't. It was okay, I'm talking about the Google Doc, the Google Doc, the Google Doc. No,
0: when I saw him on the Google Doc, I'm not gonna lie, I was like, oh dang, he's kind of cute. And I did tell my co workers, I
1: was like, that guy right there is gonna be my future boyfriend. I Wait, are you? Are you serious? Maybe
0: okay, not boyfriend, but I did say like I like
1: that girl. Right She's crazy. like, I'm gonna talk to this dude. <laughs> 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 so no, nobody try to talk to because I'm talking to me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I did, tell my, I did tell my co-workers that I worked with in Bucaramanga. I was like, oh, come and see this. And, you know, we were all, like, checking everyone's profile out. And, um, <laughs> and I was like, he's so cute, isn't he? And they're like, yeah. Like, oh, you're going to get a boyfriend when you go to Medellin <laughs>
1: or whatever. And how <laughs> so I did think he was cute. How right they were. <laughs> all right. So, take us. You guys are colleagues at this school, right? So, t- take me to, like, when did you guys, when were you guys, like, able to, like, to interact a lot while you guys were at the job?
0: I would say, especially our first two three weeks there, we all interacted a lot just because it was the new teachers that got there before. I would say three weeks before everyone else, and so the school took us on a lot of like little trips, um, whether they were like sightseeing or doing paperwork, and so we all got to interact a lot. And um, I don't like I would say that we kind of formed our own cliques, and and Gabe and I were part of the same. I don't, I guess click is not the right word, but a group? A uh, group, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A tribe. Got it. And got it. then um, during the school year, I would say we would have to find places outside of work just because I worked in the elementary school and Gabe worked at the high school. And so we wouldn't really see each other as much at work unless we planned to. Like, oh, we're all eating lunch together, those kinds of things. But there was definitely a lot of space outside of school to hang
1: out. Got it. And Gabe, when you guys were starting to hang out already, you know, it went from, oh, this girl's cute, right? What, at what point did it go into like, oh, I really want to talk to this girl, like on that kind of level?
2: I, I think in Hanging Out, I was, that like the vibe was there mm-hmm. uh, very early on. Uh, truth be told, I was hesitant um, because, you know, the vibe is there, but but it's the same workplace. Right, so right. So you, you, you run the risk of hitting it off or something, it goes really well. And then all of a sudden things take a turn, but you still got to see them every day.
1: Exactly. And I think
2: I think we were. What was cool was we hit it off, and we had the vibe of like, let's just kick it, let's be friends, let's get to know each other. And and at the time, you know, on my end, at least you know I'll speak from my end. Um, I, I might have been flirting a little too hard, but uh, <laughs> I might have been flirting hard. I, I don't know where I'm going with that. Now I might have been flirting hard, but I will say that. Uh, that I was for that reason, you know, trying to respect (laughs) trying to respect our friendship and trying to respect that and make sure that there were boundaries in place. Um, but actually it I what stands out to me was one of the first times that Kiss and I actually hung out by ourselves, just me and her. Mm. And uh And I I think we we tell the story a little bit differently, but I'm gonna tell the story my way. (laughs) Here we (laughs) go. we were on the bus on the way back from school and Kiss was actually going to a coffee shop to do some work. And she invited me.
1: Wow. You're like I'm in, I'm in.
2: (laughs) I thought that was a date, you know. So I was like, All right, we're going to this
1: coffee shop. There's
2: bad people on this bus, but she (laughs) invited me. So we go to this to this coffee shop, and it was cool. It was a dope coffee shop, coffee shop and art gallery. So they had artwork of different artists, um, and they would change it every month. But uh, we ended up kicking in there at the coffee shop. And then I actually had plans that night to go see a cover band. And I was like, well, I mean, you're already out. If you're interested, we can go see this band. They were doing like a cover of the Beatles or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or Amy Winehouse. Of the two. And uh, and I was like, you know, if, if you're free tonight, we, there's this really cool spot that we could check out. So I kind of like pushed that that what I thought was a date a little bit further <laughs> um, to, to to hang out with Kiss on,
0: on a one-on-one level.
1: Gotcha. And Kiss, was was it a date? Do you, you see it as a date or are you just trying to hang out with a colleague? <laughs> no,
0: I, I de- definitely didn't see it as a date. I think that um, just going back to what Gabe was saying about just being at the same workplace, you know, not just being at the same workplace, but also having the same friends, right? Mm. So I think super early on, we we're definitely trying to be careful of you know just being friends and yes, we can hang out more than maybe we would hang out with other people, but we knew that there was boundaries that we had to set just because we had the same friends. We worked at the same school and we didn't want to, you know, ruin that for ourselves or for other people for things to be awkward. But it wasn't a date. I (gasps) invited him. I did invite him. I did. I said, Hey, I'm going to this coffee shop. Do you want to come? And he came. But really what it was is because Gabe was so loud all the time around everyone else. And that was my way of, being like can we actually be friends outside of just like you know whole group scenarios like can we can he be normal (laughs) meaning like (laughs) not like recite poetry on the bus to everyone which is cool but like what you know and for that reason
2: i'm banned from the bus in kota rica
0: Oh, well, we did yeah. have a lot of times where we just hung out, and it was really nice because you know we talked about our families, we talked about home, we talked about our experiences, and it wasn't like datish, and it wasn't right, right. Um, flirtatious in any way. It was just cool, cool vibes.
1: You guys were becoming friends, basically, and and I think what you, I mean, obviously, what you guys did was so important, right? And you guys both came to this realization of like we work together. Like it, it might be obvious that we like each other. But we have to be adults in the situation and not fuck up our own situation that we're in, right? Because we yeah. are colleagues, because we're at the same, you know, same school and we have the same friends, like you said. Like, that could easily go south real quick. So I think you guys did uh, really good decisions, like, I guess, you know, take things, I guess, a little slower than you might have wanted to. And I think this goes to the thing about being an expat, right? And I, Gabe, you know, you and I have to, and Kiss, we talk about this all the time, especially I have my theories on this. But I think when you're an expat and you're living abroad you're going to grab it immediately to other expats because they're going through the same experience as you. And those other people tend to be, obviously, your coworkers, right? And then, obviously, so once you have your people, your tribe, if you like somebody within that tribe, you want to hold on to that person, right? You're not trying to, like, let that go, right? So I think it's, it's so natural and so easy to get caught up in the whole, you know, let me stick with my expat bubble, and then within this bubble, let me date somebody in the bubble. And that happens all the time, Right? And, right. and I think it's so easy to get caught up in that. And I think that's why, as I took my is for those that are listening, if you were, let's say you Gabe and you Kiss were like back in whatever, New York or the sixth borough, as Gabe says, Connecticut, um, <laughs> <don't see> <laughs> you know, the very unofficial, unofficial, I never heard of sixth borough of Connecticut, um, <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I, would you, would you think that you would have been like you are now if you were back in the States?
0: like living together.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's say that, right? Cuz you guys are living together right now. So yeah.
0: I mean, it's so hard to tell, right? Because, you know, like I just turned 33, right? Mm-hmm. Like so I'm not 22, I'm not right out of college, so it's right. a little bit different. Like I definitely feel like I'm in a, quote unquote, more mature phase in life. So if I would have met him 2 years ago and, and I would have been in New York maybe, mm-hmm. but um But I do think that it makes a difference, right? Like I remember after our first couple of months of dating and it was our decision to make a plan for the following school year where we're going to live together to save money or we're just going to have our own apartment Mm -hmm. knowing that we were probably going to still sleep in the same house every night. And and we made the decision to stay separate, still have our own space, still Mm -hmm. have our own apartment because we didn't want to feel rushed or feel pressured. And if things didn't end up well, that we would be in the situation where now we live together. Now what do we do? Does one person have to move out? Um, And so I guess like if, I don't know, it's hard to tell what would have been if we were still in New York or back home. But I do think that things do tend to go faster. And I think for us, that was very important to not go fast just because it seems easy to move in Mm. and and do things a little bit faster than what was comfortable comfortable for us.
1: Got you, got you.
0: And no judgment, because we know a lot of people right. who have done things different. Yeah. You know, we
1: <laughs> of have course. a lot of international couple friends. <laughs> of course, um, of course, but
0: that was just important for
1: us. Right, Gabe? Any thoughts? No, I, I would agree, and, and and I think one of the
2: one of the most in, the interesting things are that Kiss and I are both uh, very family oriented. I feel like our relationships with our family is is like essential to who we are as people. We have mm. strong family bonds. Right. And I feel like if we were in the States when we were in New York, Connecticut, our our families would have met, you know, whereas now mm. my family knows Kiss. Kiss's family knows me, but they haven't necessarily been together. And I feel like that is an interesting dynamic, uh, being international where it's like truly just us right, and the things right, that we exactly. have but then moved to a new country, it's now just us and mm. who we who we meet here knows us as the couple kiss and gave um and that's almost how like we we're, we're introduced to people so i feel like it's just a very interesting dynamic of, of meeting someone international meeting someone abroad right while still having those family ties and not really necessarily being able to connect with them be it the pandemic be it the 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 distance right. uh, flights away whatever it may be it just puts us in, a, in an interesting spot.
1: You know, you just said something that I didn't consider. That's actually, now I got to add that caveat to my theory now. That's a very uh, interesting dynamic you just mentioned, right? You guys are a couple, but again, like, you, you guys have met each other, right, whatever, virtually. But it's a way different vibe or, I guess, you know, thing when families meet each other, right? It's what you're talking about, like, our culture, that we're Latinos, right? It's like when you meet the family, that's when it becomes, like... So this is your girlfriend, right? Like, obviously she's here, so this has to be a very important person in your life, right? You don't just show you don't just show anybody to your, to the family. So I think that's um that's a very interesting thing. I'm glad you mentioned that, Gabe. So for those that are listening, take note. <laughs> but all right, so now so now you know you you guys all right you guys at Columbia. At what point did you guys feel okay? Now it's time we we've dated, right? We take it slow, right? We're not we're gonna stay in our own apartments. But at what point did you realize, Gabe? I go to you. Okay, I think I want this to become more serious. Mm.
2: I think we are. Uh, it, it's, it's always interesting, you know. We, people look at two people who are who are kicking it, they're vibing, and they're always like, "Oh, you two are dating." And we're like, "Nah, nah, we're not dating." We're not. <laughs>
0: um,
2: and I think what the point the date or the weekend that sticks out to me was actually uh, right after winter break. Uh, you went to New York. We went to New York. I stayed in Colombia, and right before, like we get back into the semester grind, starting up school again, a group of friends of ours uh, were going to a a small town right outside of Medellin in in Antioquia and Albin. And we got into this interesting situation when we got to the house because there wasn't really enough beds for everybody. (laughs) So. We were like divvying up the rooms and figuring out who was going to sleep where and, and we, we realized we were like a bed short and Kiss goes, well, Gabe, Gabe and I can share a bed.
1: <laughs> hey, keep it PG-13 or as a family show now. <laughs> no, <sorry, sorry>,
2: <laughs> <laughs> we opposite directions. Opposite directions. <laughs> head
1: to toe, head to toe.
2: Head to toe, head to toe. But I, re- I remember that oh,
1: because
2: it, it almost like Proved everybody's suspicions
1: true, <laughs> regardless
2: of you know of uh, how long or or how short we had been talking. Right, we right. had never really been public about it, or, or we had tried our best not to be public about we it. We definitely weren't public about it. We, we, we
0: <laughs> were, <laughs> were sneaking around. mean, we, <laughs> uh, we were. we were sneaking around, and uh,
2: <laughs> and that weekend sticks out to me because that that was the weekend where you know that to me was saying this is this is us going public. Right. Because we have people in elementary, in middle, and in high school all there. Mm. And we know how, how quick word spreads in an international world. Um so we we went public that weekend and, and that was actually the weekend that we, we decided to, to be official. We don't really have uh, this is gonna be weird to say, but we don't really <laughs> necessarily have like a an anniversary date that we, uh-huh. we celebrate. But I would say if if it were to be anything it would be that that weekend.
1: What, yeah. what 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 date is that? What date is that? Do you have a date? Not at all. No,
0: we don't. Uh, we don't have a date. Look back
1: at the a... calendar. Look back at the calendar. Do the math. It's
0: January something.
1: It's January something. <laughs> you should, It's like, babe, happy January something, babe. <laughs>
0: January something, we uh, we have this conversation. It's like, it's like January 14, 13, 12,
1: I don't know. I think we it's actually know. a really cool story. I think it's a really cool story. I th- I think it sounds super organic and super authentic so that you guys don't actually have an actual day for it. I think that's really great. Um, He's actually over
0: here looking.
1: <laughs> it's alright, game. Leave, leave, leave it leave it ambiguous. It's alright. No. It, leave it <laughs> all right. So now that you guys become official, right? That's it's one thing to become official while you know you're you are where you are in Colombia now let's transition to now you're gonna move together abroad and i think this is why i want to have you guys because at we have we have we, we know couples right like shout out to julio and hannah i'm I sure i know they're gonna be listening shout out to them but they met while they were here in costa Rica and they're still here The are the i want to talk to you in particular is because you moved together as a couple to another country after you met abroad and i think that's such a first of all takes huge guts to do right that you're going to move with somebody that you've been dating for how long at this point? A year and a half. A year and a half that you're like, all right, let's move to another country together and obviously live together. And, you know, and of course, Gabe, you got the job. You got a job, right? But Kiss didn't get a job at the school. So take us through that whole time where you were looking at places and what happened?
0: I mean the truth is that we were supposed to travel for a year so our you know that next step of moving in together wasn't in our plans for at least another year okay because this school year we were supposed to travel through south america central america the caribbean and so when we realized that that wasn't going to happen due to the pandemic you know we had the conversation of you know, what are we going to do? And and Gabe got offered the job here. And it was definitely a big step because, you know, I, we made that decision together. But at the end of the day, it was his decision to kind of have a job, you know, and, mm-hmm. and move to another country. Whereas, like, we could have gone back to the States and kind of figured it out. And and so coming here, it was, it was big for many reasons. You know, I'm kind of, like, living off, <laughs> you know, the perks of him having an apartment here. I'm not really working a traditional job Mm -hmm. and so um i don't know i think it was definitely a bigger move than we thought we were going to make (laughs) this year because we just thought we were gonna you know grab our backpacks and kind of go and and it wasn't really moving in together right it was just kind of traveling hopping from place to place and so um but we've been doing well (laughs) doing well yeah uh it's it's uh i
2: think it's a a cool being here, like I moved out to Costa Rica almost by myself and got a, 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 like, adjusted or acclimated to living in Costa Rica. And then Kiss came out and I got to show her, you know, where I live. And then we got to explore Costa Rica together. And then due to the visa reasons, um, she had to leave. And then she came back and then now, you know, get that opportunity to explore again within that country. And and I think one of the biggest reasons reasons that I, that I wanted to accept the job is, I mean, I knew how serious. COVID was, and I didn't really foresee it going away. Mm. And my, my mentality was, if we're going to be quarantined somewhere, let's quarantine in a place where we would both like to explore and have that opportunity on either long weekends or vacations and already being in Central America to be able to explore a different spot that we haven't seen before. Mm.
1: Got you, got you. And what would you say, obviously, because you obviously you moved during the pandemic and all that stuff, you guys came together, she had to leave. What would you say has been the toughest thing for you guys acclimating to this move, right? Like Kiss just said, this move was a bigger move than you guys anticipated. So what's been the hardest for you guys?
2: I mean, for me, the hardest thing in terms of moving to Costa Rica was was still being virtual and having to teach from the States and then moving to Costa Rica and still being virtual. And that, that moment of like, now what? I remember my first weekend here. It, it was a long weekend. There wasn't really anybody in the section where I live. And I was just like, well, now I'm in this place by myself. Cause I had out there with me. And I was like, all right, here we go again from scratch.
1: Um, so
2: that, to me, has been a challenge in terms of, like, professionally.
0: I think that was the biggest thing yeah I would say for me and and Gabe and I have talked about this, and one of my fears, like before I came out here was that you know he came out here before me and he has co-workers here. I don't. you know've I've met people through him. And so one of my fears was, oh my God, people are gonna know me as your girlfriend,
1: right right? Whereas
0: like in our in our school in in Colombia and Medellin, You know, it was Gabe, and it was Kismet, and yes, then we were dating, but people knew us separate. People knew us together. We had different relationships with different people, right? Different friendships. Mm -hmm. And then coming here, I was like, it's just going to be weird. Like, I've never just been someone's girlfriend. And not that I still think that way, but I know that was one of my biggest fears. Like, I don't want it to be like, oh, Gabe's invited, and his girlfriend comes (laughs) along all the time, or...
1: I don't know, just kind of like the traveling spouse, like Like, the traveling spouse kind of thing.
0: Excuse me, sorry,
1: like the traveling spouse kind of thing that is a real thing that happens like in the expat world.
0: Yeah, and it's like you know, this year I'm not really teaching. So I'm not a teacher. I don't have the identity. I don't have co-workers here. Mm-hmm. And I don't really live here, kind of, you know. And then I'm like someone's girlfriend, you know. So it felt almost like a little identity crisis before I actually came out here. And then, you know, once I started to get to know people and kind of, you know, make myself known as someone more than just Gabe's girlfriend, it was fine. But I know I was definitely nervous about that.
2: With, with that being said, this isn't the first time that, that I, I like this isn't a surprise to me. Before I even came out here, Kiss had told me that and we had communicated with that. Mm-hmm. So for me, one of the biggest things is, and, and I know I started talking about how much I love you know running and sunsets and things like that. But what's true about it is I do have you know I do like to run and I do like to go on longer bike rides. But being conscious that Kiss is going to come to a new country. Not know the co work the my co workers at least not at first mm-hmm. and being conscious of that and uh, and making sure that I'm setting time to do the things that I love to do but also setting time to do the things that we love to do together.
1: Got you, got you. So all right, so obviously you've been in Costa Rica a year and can I say the news? Can I can I mention that you guys are leaving?
2: You can mention the news. Okay. You can yes. So
1: breaking news for those that are listening, if you're not aware, Gabe <laughs> <Dave> and <laughs> Kiss are leaving Costa Rica, unfortunately, tier, tier. And they're moving all the way to... Where is it, Gabe?
2: Taiwan!
1: To Taiwan. So, he told me this. We were hanging out. And, and he told me this. I'm like, what the fuck? But I was, like, so <laughs> happy. Because, honestly, Kiss, you were he was here by himself. But I was so happy and, like, almost, like, proud. Because here's another fellow Latino. And he's going all the way to di- freaking Asia. You know what I mean? And you guys are just doing this globe trotting thing. And I'm like, this is what we need. We need more people like Gabe and Kiss doing the damn thing, right? I don't know how many Latinos out there in Asia, so you guys are going to be, you know, joining whatever <laughs> Latino <laughs> groups. And, and, you know, and obviously uh, people of color that are over there in Asia and Taiwan. So I just think that's so dope that you guys are making that move. So, same way through that. So you're here in Costa Rica. At what point did you, get, did you guys decide as a couple that this is a one and done in Costa Rica? Mm.
0: I think we kind of knew that um, before Gabe even took the job. I think that we we felt like this was going to be an easier move than us going back to the States or us maybe not having a job and kind of figuring it out as, the, you know, as COVID went on. And so we knew that coming to Costa Rica was going to be a one-year thing just because we did want to have a different experience. We wanted to go to Africa or Asia or somewhere that we had never been before. And so we knew that before coming here, it just wasn't, we just didn't know what it was going to be. And we made the decision early on that if we didn't get a place that we really wanted to go to, that we would actually go back to the States.
1: Oh, wow. Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, we've moved a lot. I mean, I don't know. I've been, I've been abroad for five years now, I think. Um, I've moved (laughs) in, in. Colombia, I moved at least four times to different cities. Wow. Um, When I was in New York, I moved a lot, you know, in my uh, quote unquote adult years after college. Then we moved here. You know, I've been back to the States. I came back. And so we've moved a lot. And so we we wanted to go somewhere where we saw ourselves there for a long time. And, and so we were like, you know, we're not going to just go somewhere else that, yeah, it might be a cool place, but in two years we'll be gone. So, you know, the decision was made, we're going to go back to home, figure it out, spend however many years back home, spend time with family, or we're going to really think about a place that we want to go to. And Taiwan just happened to be pretty much our top choice, and we got the opportunity to go there.
1: Why was Taiwan the the top choice?
0: Um, I mean, it's, it's a pretty small island, but it has mountains, it has beaches, it has opportunities for hiking, for biking, for just a lot of outdoor activities. The school seems amazing in terms of professional development, in terms of um, just the level of professionalism. And so, I don't know what, what about What
1: like. about financially? <clears throat> financially, uh, I think in the
2: international teaching world, I think um, it's kind of known that that in Asia is where most of the higher-paying schools are. So mm-hmm. in, in, com- in comparison to what we're making or what we were making in, in Colombia versus what I'm making here in Costa Rica, it is it is like a a, a lot more, and that mm-hmm. is a, a nice incentive uh, in terms of that difference. But um, but ultimately, it seemed like the, the vibe at the school was just everything that we, we wanted. I think that was the biggest thing. But looking at the page, looking at the profile, it just seemed like, you know, there were a lot of extracurriculars that we could, we had to run, and we could be a part of. Mm. And it, it just seemed like they, the balance between work and life, was there and real. Like they respected that you, you needed to have a life outside of school. But when you're at school, you're working. Mm-hmm. But that balance is there, and it's and it's evident right on their right on their website, and, and in conversation with with the interview process that uh, that we had, at, it just really sold us on that.
1: And let's let's talk about a little bit about um, how you guys decide on this move, and like how how the tables have turned, right? So, <laughs> like uh, Kiss mentioned, right, she came here, Costa Rica, found a job, and you got a job, right? So now <laughs> it's a little bit different, right, in Taiwan, where Kiss, you landed a job, right? Yeah Congratulations on that Yeah What do you be teaching? I'll teach fourth grade Fourth grade And Gabe What's your situation over there? I'm going as a substitute teacher Substitute teacher So you see So I think that's what makes you guys Also first of all I think Number one What I get from that is One You guys trust each other Right and you guys are able to compromise, right? And, and to and these are obviously two things that are very important in any, any relationship, whether you're domestic or abroad, right? Is the fact that the trust that okay, I trust that I can do this with this person. And two, this person went through this with me, right? Where, for example, obviously Gabe, you had a job she didn't, so you know how difficult that must have been for KISS. And now Kiss, you got a full-time job, right? So why he's a substitute teacher, right? So yeah. so it's like you now he's going through it a little bit like you did in Costa Rica. So, I think that that's like, I mean, you guys can speak to this obviously because you're in a relationship. I'm not. But would you say that, <laughs> that that's like a recipe for like success as far as like being an expat couple, especially we're talking about moving multiple places and is moving anywhere is stressful. Moving as a couple abroad to different countries has to be even more stressful. So, tell, tell me a little bit about that. What do you think? Do you guys read each other's minds when it comes to things like that?
2: Um, I would say, no, I I say if you go into it trying to read people's minds, you're setting yourself up. I think I think the most important thing is, is to talk it through before and as it's happening. So I think when we were looking at schools, we had the. Well, KISS had this, this notebook <laughs> research of every school that potentially had possibilities for us to go out there and go teach. Mm. And then we started looking at the schools and slowly started, like, crossing them off and seeing, like, which ones were actually the right fit. But uh, as you're going through that position, I mean, as you're going through the, the interview, just because one person gets an interview doesn't mean that you are guaranteed that the partner is going to get an interview. Right. And, and in this particular case, KISS got the interview first. And... And we had talked about it, and we said, listen, if this is a good opportunity. This is a dream school. And if either one of us gets an interview, we got to go for it. And at the end of the day, if they don't have a position for, for whoever, that's fine. But at least we got a foot in the door, and hopefully the following year they will. So right from the jump, we had made that decision. We, we narrowed down our schools together, and then Kiss happens to get the interview first. And she was going through that process, and things were going well. And you know, when you're going through that interview process, you can you can read it, you can vibe with it, you can see when they set up the second interview, yeah. the third, you know, the third interview. And I'm like, this is, you know, this is this is a good sign, and I think this is an opportunity that if you want to, if you feel as if though this is a good fit for you, we should take it because even if they don't have something for me there, I'm okay with stepping out of the classroom as we had initially planned this past year. I'm okay with taking a step out and being there as a sub. Um, So it was definitely a conversation that we had to have prior to even going into the interview process or any fair, uh, and then actually going through it, making sure that we were still comfortable with that idea of one person not having a job or not having a full-time job.
0: Yeah, and it is is almost a scary conversation because, you know, I, I think Gabe and I... Communicate very well, but you know it's a big move. And and I remember when I got offered the job, and he was so excited for me. And I remember the first thing I said was like, "Are you okay with it?" Mm. You know, and and right. he was like, "Of course." But he was like, "You were okay with coming here," and I was like, "I know," but I want to make sure that you're really okay with that because mm. I mean, you can't like that has to be the worst thing ever if you go somewhere and the person. Thinks they're okay with it, and then they're not, right? Right,
1: right, right. And and it's not to say that I wouldn't take the position just because maybe he
0: wouldn't have been okay with it, because that would have been like a bigger conversation about right. our relationship. And, right, like you,
1: you know, know what, game, fuck you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but you do want to make sure that the person understands what they're getting themselves into, of right? Of course, like, of course. When I work, I work. Like I'm kind of a workaholic, you know. Like. Mm. I spend hours working and and I kind of obsess about it and and that's just kind of the way I function when I work and and that could be hard in a relationship sometimes
2: right, right. and and going through it now like kiss holds me down there's there's days where I'm running late and you know from the, the simplest things that you you want to think of is she doesn't have to wake up early but she gets up early. We have breakfast together. And, and most days we're, we're in the kitchen together. But there's some days where I'm running late, where I'm scrambling, and she holds me down. And I'm and I'm knowing that the following year, it is going to be that role reverse. And I right. do need to see, because I know how she is when she gets into that work grind. I know how focused she gets. And I do need to see in what ways can I help out, in, like what other ways can I help out. Whether it be cooking, whether it be cleaning the house, whether it be whatever it is. And it's not that we don't do that now but just making sure that I'm taking those initiatives next year. And, and I'm stepping into the unknown, you know? I don't, right, I'm don't. Right, i going right. in as a, as a sub, but I don't know what that means. Does that mean I'm on campus every day? Does that mean they're going to call me when they want me to come on campus? That, to me, that's still unknown. But as we go through it and as we transition, I think one of the biggest things is, is having that conversation. And if that vibe ever changes where I no longer feel comfortable, well, why is it that I don't feel comfortable? And what can I do mm-hmm. to change that? Is I, it because... Is it because I'm in a place where I don't know anybody? Where yeah. I don't have those co-workers and I need to go out and make friends? Right. Or, or what? Or what is it?
1: Right. I think what makes you guys, I mean, first of all, obviously, you know, I got, I got mad love for both of you. I think the reason why we click so quickly is because of, the, kind of these conversations that we have often. Because I think you guys are both individually and collectively very reflective about how you feel about your own situation, right? how Gabe feels about Gabe, how Kiss feels about Kiss, but then how you feel about each other, right, in collaboration. And not just personally right when it comes to your relationship but professionally right because you guys are also working professionals so i think to always think about all those different variables right and aspects that comes to a relationship but especially an expat relationship where you're on the move right you gotta, you gotta put your your big boy and big girl pants on, right, to have these <laughs> discussions. You can't, like you said, you can't, like you said, Gabe, you can't read minds. You can't try to beat around the bush. You gotta be direct about this shit, because this, this is, this could be, and it is life changing, right? And it is unknown, not just for you, Gabe, right, for Kiss as well. Where you guys are both going to uncharted waters, and you guys are like, yo, you good, right? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, so I'm good too. So let's go. <laughs> so it's like you gotta, you gotta be strong in in your will, right, for your own self, for your own sake, but also the sake of your relationship. So I think that's what makes you guys really, really cool as just individuals, but also as a couple. That you guys know that about each other, but and more importantly, know that about yourself. All right, so let's get to the final segment of the podcast. Unfortunately, so some <laughs> lightning round questions. You guys can answer any order you want. All right, all right. First question, Gabe, what is Kiss's biggest pet peeve about you? Oh my God. We're gonna make this like the dating show, I, <laughs> oh, bro. How
0: you go? How you go from you can answer in
2: any order you want to Gabe? <laughs> uh, damn. What is my uh, biggest pet peeve about me? I would say, uh. The being loud is still very much present in in our relationship. <laughs> it, and reflecting back to simply this morning where we were sitting down to have breakfast and I'm you know, we're about to watch like the Grammy performances and I'm singing. I'm literally singing my heart
0: out and she's like, You need to stop. You need I didn't say that. <laughs> you need to stop. I said, Why do you have to scream? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's in other words, you need to stop. <laughs>
2: I feel like that is still very uh, very uh, present. Prominent. Even when she's trying to do work and she's trying to do her own stuff, I <laughs> I, I, I just talk and she's like, I'm focused on this. Give me a second.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Kiss. What's his biggest pet peeve about you? I think, I think it goes to the focus thing. Like sometimes I'm
0: so focused. I'm down a rabbit hole. It does not have to be about work. Like literally sometimes we're watching a show and I just like start Googling and I just go down that rabbit hole, like super deep in there. (laughs) And he'll like talk to me and then I'll respond sometimes. (laughs) I I don't even remember. I respond to be honest. And he's like, you're not listening. I'm I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm trying. Often
2: with those weird true crime.
1: Oh, reality. true crime. That's right. Yo, true crime. It's the best. <laughs> all right. All right. So that, that, that's nice. I like the pet peeves. All right. Gabe. Right? I guess this wasn't as random as I thought it would be. Gabe. <laughs> Gabe. What is your favorite? What is your favorite quirk? Quirky thing that, that she does? Not favorite thing about her, right? But favorite quirk that she has that you love.
2: mm, my favorite quirk she matches my silliness and she is individually
0: silly on her own yes something quirky that I love about Gabe yeah I don't know if I really love this but (laughs) a lot of times he just takes like these really close up pictures of me just like randomly or videos And this records me, and and he has this theory that we need to have our own YouTube show. I don't know why, because it would literally be mostly him making fun of me. But (laughs) it is a little bit cute sometimes, because, you know, he'll just look at a picture, and it'll be literally the hideous, the most hideous picture ever. And he'll be like, you look beautiful in this picture. Mm. And I guess I appreciate that. I don't know. I mean, literally, it's really... (laughs) Kind of weird,
1: but I appreciate it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I appreciate it.
0: She's my muse.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: All right, and last last question. Um, this one you really could go anywhere you want. I promise. <laughs> so, uh, one of you, what ta- <laughs> do you takes the first half of the question, the other finishes it off. Okay, what advice would you give to any aspiring <laughs> expat singles out there that want to meet another expat couple or just be in a relationship abroad? What advice would you give? Oh man. Good question,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say, honestly, for me, the biggest thing is, like, life abroad is real. You know, I think sometimes people who live abroad, and I should speak for myself, like, you know, for a long time I thought this was temporary. And so I was like, I don't want to date anyone because it's going to be temporary. You know, I'm going to move. I'm going to go back home. Um, But whether it's temporary or not, it's still real. Mm -hmm. right um and so I think that for me like one of the biggest things is like make sure that this person fits your life outside of whatever that temporary thing is whether it's two years here whether it's like one year there whether it's you're going to go back home because if not you're going to be in a situation where you're kind of always just filling in a blank space, right, mm. for a temporary amount of time, mm. and if you try to take that person back to whatever your original plan is or your next plan is, it might not work because it's not real with the person, it's real with the surroundings.
1: Damn, dropping gems, kiss, jeez, gay, try to top that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, Alright, podcast over. You, you stole my
2: ass. Mic
1: drop. <laughs>
2: I, I I was then. You know, truthfully, you know, to continue that, I, I, I was going to say something along the lines of: you have to be, you have to be real. You have to tell the other person what your plans are, because the last thing that you want to do is, and regardless if your partner is going to be an expat or a local person from wherever you are, mm-hmm. the last thing you want to do is you you have this vision for yourself, or, or you, you know some. In most cases, you should you should have this vision for yourself of of where you see kind of like, is are you staying in that country for a long period of time? Are you planning on moving? And when you meet someone, it might be by chance. It it could be something that you're looking for and looking out for. Um, but at the end of the day, their emotions are, are real and as are yours. And are you willing to compromise your plan and your goals to continue to be with that person in that country if they don't want to leave? Or are you going to continue with your plans regardless of which of if they're going to join you or not so being real with the person and letting them know this is what i'm thinking would you be okay with that and not necessarily right when you meet because i can understand how that'd be a little bit overwhelming but um but when you're getting into it and you and you realize you know you 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 know that 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 month of january where things start to get real and you come out and be public right around that time (laughs) is when you got to start you know you got to start keeping it real and and ultimately, um, one of the biggest things is going into it. Because before we started dating, I said I'm not looking for a relationship, and that's why I think one of the things of why we were hitting it off as friends, and it turned into like, okay, now we're we're in this. Now it's real. Mm-hmm. What are what are our next steps? Where did you see yourself going after after Medellin? and does it align with where I see myself going? Um, so just being very real and being upfront when you, when you're ready to take that next step.
1: we enjoyed that episode of kiss and gabe i most definitely did um they were just dropping gems left and right especially you know kiss there at the end talking about you know your relationship has to be real not just in context of your surroundings um you know it's just, it just a, such a great point that you know i think i think a lot of times um or sometimes um people that date their expats they date someone and that relationship only works in the context of the country they're located but if you want it to be long-lasting, like Kiss said, it needs to work in other contexts and other locations, not just where you are. And if it does only work where you are, then you need to be honest with that, right? Honest with yourself, honest with your with your significant other about, yeah, this only works here. This doesn't work elsewhere. So I think that's a you know. And then Gabe mentioning open communication, obviously being key, especially when we're talking about moving with a, with another person that you might not known, you know, as long as you might have met someone domestically, right? And, ten- and why hence these relationships abroad tend to move a little bit faster than those that are domestic. Um, but yeah, just great insight uh, and they're great people. They're just dope individually and collectively as a couple. I'm glad they were able. And of course, they're Latinos, you know, kiss being Dominican, gay being Colombian, Puerto Rican. And they they're going to do a thing in Taiwan. And I wish them nothing but the best. I definitely got to visit them when they go out there. But yeah. So anyway, um, next week, I don't know how I'm going to have on. <laughs> we're back to that. Um, yeah. I will be, when this episode airs, I will be on the Caribbean side of Costa Rica, enjoying a little respite, zipping some rum and cokes, enjoying the beach, enjoying the Caribbean lifestyle over there, which is like a whole nother world. And do need a break. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll see what happens. As always, if you like what you hear, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, follow me on Spotify, and any of your other favorite streaming platforms. And of course, follow me on my Instagram page at In Living Color Abroad. See you next week. Or the next. (laughs) This is a living color abroad. Peace.